to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. This evening we have a special guest, Reverend Vincent Odung from Kenya. So without further delay, here, here he is. Okay, you're on the air. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Manuel Barber from the United States of America. I'm Vincent Odrong, as you have heard, I'm a preacher here in Kenya. I'm involved in uh, evangelizing young students in campuses and colleges. I've been going to colleges uh, uh, campuses all the university because something that came out so clear that drove this burden out of me is that we are seeing a great number of young people in colleges and youths being eroded and being taken away from the, from the evil forces and they are the prime target of the enemy at this age that we are living in. So that's why I decided so that I can venture on this and through the eight years that I've been participating on that student ministry, I thank God that uh, we started what we call in each and every campus, in each and every college, we started a program called Student Reaching Students. That is... Thank you so much, uh, Emmanuel Bade of United States of America for giving me this opportunity here in Kenya so that I can share some of the things, I can share some theory, some gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and also some few things that I'm doing in life. As you understand that uh, a, servant, a servant of God, Paul said that uh, we need to be tent makers. It's not that we preach the gospel, but we need also to be, to be tent makers. So one of the tent making that I do other than the normal gospel ministry is I'm a medical equipment supplier in both private and public hospitals. And also I deal with machines, we supply machines, especially for the imaging imaging department that is X-ray, CT scan, MRI, all these machines. So other than that, I've been involved in the evangelism ministry for the last eight years in colleges and campuses, especially here in Kenya. And this burden came to me live because I saw that we were losing a great number of young people, also in colleges and campuses, in a big number. We were losing them to drugs, we were losing them to uh, all kinds of cultic movements in the colleges. So that's why it drove me so that I can uh, leave uh, fostering and start what we call the student outreach program. Through this, I started a program called Student Reaching Students that is in campuses and colleges with an aim of, because students, they understand each other so well, so it was so easy for if I can train the students, believers, and they themselves can use the materials that I've trained them with to reach their fellow students. And this has really materialized and has really moved in a great deal. So, uh, apart from that, uh, today let me share something briefly on the book of Matthew chapter 24 verse 14. And this says that, and, uh, and this gospel of the kingdom, it shall be preached to all nations as a witness. Then the end shall come. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all nations as a witness. Then the end shall come. So this is one of the driving factors, the driving that motivated me so that I can reach out, target out students, because I think that most of the preachers 
we are concentrating so much on our churches, building our churches, building good big buildings, trying to do crusades, outreaches, but we forget that these young people they control a greater percentage in the in the, in the population of the world. So uh, uh, this the, the Bible as it states in the book of Matthew chapter twelve, twenty-four verse fourteen, and this gospel of the kingdom it shall be preached. So it doesn't matter wherever we are. It doesn't matter the locality, the position, the geographical position where you are. Each and every time, wherever, wherever you are, try and use it so that you can become a witness. Because we are here for just a period of some a period of time. There's a time that whether we like it or not, we shall go, we are going to come out of this world. But the most important question that we need to ask ourselves is: Whenever that time comes. Do you have something that you shall stand before your maker and tell can you will you have something to give an account for the life that you live? If it is 40 years, will you be able to give an account for those 40 years that you live? If it is 50 or if it is 60, will you give an account? We are living a life of accountability believers, whether we like it or not. So each and every of every opportunity that God gives to you. We be it in colleges, be it in churches, be it in your neighborhood, try to make good use of that opportunity because you are not there by an accident. You are there by divine appointment of God. So try and make use of that opportunity so that you can try and use it to advance God's kingdom so that you can become a witness. Guys, we have been called so that we can be a witness. Be a witness in your family, be a witness in wherever you are working, be a witness wherever you are going because. An end of the world, an end is going to come because the Bible is so clear. We be a witness of this gospel of the kingdom. Then the end of it shall come. The reason why the end has not come because still, according to the perspective, of, the perspective of God, still this gospel has not yet been preached. There are people that are still yet are still not yet reached. And God will not come from heaven so that he can reach these people physically. Jesus will no longer come again so that he can reach these people physically. It is you and me that God is planning so that he can use us, so that we can reach these people wherever they, wherever they are. T.L. Osborne once said, T.L. Osborne, evangelist T.L. Osborne once said that, we need to go where the sinners are, not let the sinners come wherever we are. We need to go where, we need to go and fish them out, wherever we are. We go and be with them, share with them the love of God. And this is why I told you, uh, as I was beginning, that when I was, uh, the water was telling the students, believers in colleges and campuses, the only surest way that we can win the fellow students and the world is by showing love. And that we can get this clearly. The example of our Lord Jesus Christ. He sat with sinners, he died with sinners, he did all these things with sinners. The main aim is that he wanted to show them love so that he can win them back to the fold. So that is the main aim that we are called to do here in the world so that we can be witnesses. You can be witnesses wherever you are. As I told you earlier, that you are not wherever you are there by a mistake by an accident, but you are there by a divine appointment, so that one day you shall give an account of the time that you used over there. Did you use it wisely? Did you use it wisely? Remember before Jesus ascended back to heaven after the resurrection, he gave an account before his maker, before his father, he gave an account that for all the twelve that you gave to me, here are the eleven disciples, only one that left. 
He is giving an account of his life, the time that God gave to him. Each and everyone, all you listeners, wherever you are listening to me, each and every one of you, you shall give an account of whatever God gave to you, the life that God gave to you, the years that God gave to you, how you used it. Thank you so much, guys. I'm uh, returning back to, to the letter Emmanuel Barber so that I can continue with the other, other engagements that are ahead of me. Thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, God bless you, um, my, my brother. Uh, can you uh, stay on for a moment um, so I can say a prayer before we uh, end this um, podcast? Thank you. Thank you. You can continue, sir. Heavenly Father, I come before you as humble as I know how. Thank you, Lord, for this another opportunity to do a podcast. Thank you for allowing um, me to cross paths with evangelist Vincent Odong in Kenya, Lord. Um, please bless his ministry, Lord. And uh, just thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I encourage all of my listeners out there that's, um, especially that's on my friends list. Um, and most of all, especially my group members, to please come forth. I'm giving you free airtime. Um, but again, I want us to use this opportunity um, to be a to be a uh, a blessing, you know, for our uh, people to awake um, the masses. Um, and I need your support because I'm not trying to hide behind the computer. I'm trying to move the cam from behind the computer. I want to first, you know, get my story on the big screen. So I need all of y'all to um, please um, support this podcast. Like I say, in three ways. One is through our virtual store. Uh, purchase, you know, um, Gurkai merchandise. Um, we will really appreciate that. All the proceeds will go towards um, the film project. Also, you can um, support us through our uh, PayPal page. And... Um, you can use, if you keep your receipt, you can use that as a tax write-off because it's going towards a legitimate non-for-profit. And um, the, again, the proceeds from, um, from this film is going to go towards putting me in a better position financially where I can just go ahead and hire qualified Black middle-class professionals because they won't come forward. I mean, it is what it is. It's been 29 years. So I'm trying to use another um, mechanism in terms of trying to reach people. And thirdly, purchase my revised book. My revised book is the foundation of my Christian business. Read the whole book. And if you agree with what I've written, please uh, let, let yourself be known to me. I provide my email address. So that way you can contact me directly and um, let's let's make it happen. Um, I provide a solution for the 21st century. I mean, what uh, I offer something that no other black leader has in the 21st century, and that is a solution to solve 
all of our social prob problems here in the United States, if given a chance. I'm not, I'm not a politician, nor am I running for public office. All I'm trying to do is start a nonprofit in starting here in the city of Chicago, starting in my old neighborhood on the west side of Chicago, which is Austin. But I want to cover Austin, Garfield Park, and North Lawndale, make our presence known over there, and then eventually expand to the south side of Chicago. Because even if I left Chicago and go to another city, it's, it would be the same situation in every ghetto. It's the same situation. Drugs, gangs, poverty, crime, you name it. Yes, it's really um, bad here, but it's bad all over. So we want to make Chicago a model first um, before I quote unquote cut and run. Because I don't want to stay here. I don't want to die in America. I want to bring my talents and skills to the continent. Recruit brave and smart people on the continent to work with me in, in terms of turning my ideas into a reality. And we're going to replicate the same thing that we've done here um, in Chicago, but basically the same thing that I've been doing for the past um, 17 years on Facebook, using this format that I have by giving everybody that's uh, group members an opportunity to um, promote their businesses, share their ministries, or share their special talents and skills with everyone. This is a drama-free zone here. We don't, we don't have time for all that fighting each other and all that stuff. We also want to heal collectively from this Willie Lynch mentality. And I am going to declare war on that. That's basically what my film is um, basically about. Hood Liberator, Made in Chicago, the war against Willie Lynch begins. That's based on my personal experience. Although, truth be told, I wouldn't even have to do a film because it's already written down in the book. But unfortunately, a lot of our people don't like to read. Once the Lord opened up these doors for me, I mark my words, everybody's going to want to um, come out the woodwork and play like they, they want to be a part of this organization. And I'm going to just tell them, ain't nothing changing. Where were you for the past 29 years? Everyone will be screened. Everyone will have to um, come to our mandatory orientation, sign the community pledge, and we're going to use thumb technology. So that way we could keep tabs on who's doing what within the, this uh, business. We're not looking for freeloaders. Everybody got to do their part. And um, we want to uh, create a satellite, like I said before, satellite communities here um, in the inner cities. I hope that it would um, you know, expand to other cities across the United States. But if not, hey, at least I tried. But again, I don't have time to be playing around with quote unquote Black Americans. I'm on a mission and my vision goes beyond black America.
but I just want to um, let the global black family know what I'm trying to do, that I didn't just cut and run. I tried to help my people. And it's not my fault that um, I couldn't find people here in, in my own city to work with me. So that's how come I turned to the internet. It's not easy. This is extremely frustrating stuff. But I'm going to keep doing these podcasts every Thursday as it pertains to um, a topic that that's relevant. I'm going to talk about those things. And I'm going to encourage my listeners to support me. So that way I can raise funds for my film project. Our goal is to raise 500000 because I want to make sure that I can hire um, a quality film crew, quality actors, in order to make a quality film. And with that, the proceeds from, the, um, from that film will help put me in a better position financially where I can purchase property here in the city of Chicago, as well as in Africa. We wanna host African tours. So that way I can connect with um, my brothers and sisters on the continent, starting in South Africa. We want to connect with African entrepreneurs so that they can um, network with us and we network with them. My goal is to bring the best and brightest of the diaspora to help improve um, the African infrastructure. I would say, um, I feel led to go to those shanty towns because I saw a lot of that um, on from YouTube videos and it just looked horrible. It's sad. They have diamonds and all that diamond mines and yet uh, continental Africans are living like second, third and fourth class citizen in their own country. That's not cool. But I'm here in the United States. I'm trying to help my, um, advocate for my people here that's overlooked and being treated like second, third, fourth class citizens here in the United States. But yet I'm unable to get my Christian business up and running because I don't have my management team in place. This is how come I always keep telling my brothers and sisters about Nehemiah that he, I use him because he did not build that wall of Jerusalem by himself. He had qualified um, architects, bricklayers, and engineers. Same thing with me. I want to make sure I have qualified black middle class professionals that's going to help turn around um, our inner cities because we, our racial group, did this before during um, Black Wall Street. It doesn't have to be the best, but we'll do the best that we can. Um, the resources that we have. But my goal is to encourage my members for us here that's in the United States to um, think about um, that third option. You don't have to stay here in this United States. I don't understand. Yes, it was nice about Dr. King's dream that's what a lot of us get stuck on. A lot of us get stuck on the fact that, oh, yes, um, you know, our ancestors helped build this country. That's true. But 
they it, it was forced. They, they didn't do it willingly. They was forced to do that. Yahshua smashed Jesus. Um, he set us free. I don't give credit to Abraham Lincoln. And um, we were successful um, in Liberia. Uh, if you watch that movie, Amistad, it talks about that. That's what that film basically was about. So I recommend for you all to uh, watch that film. It's called Amistad. And um, I want us to apply for dual citizenship, just like the Jewish people that's here in America. They, they live here, but yet they have a dual citizenship with Israel. And so it's nothing wrong with that to take our talents and skills there. But yes, I, I run across a lot of brothers and sisters that say, oh no, I don't wanna go to the continent. Here, we're just like sitting ducks. For example, um, Brianna Taylor, the road cops that you know burst into her um, apartment, opened fire and killed her, and she was innocent. She didn't do anything wrong. She was a um, taxpayer, law-abiding citizen, and yet they're not held accountable because of quote-unquote qualified immunity. That's on the books. Black people don't want to talk about that. That's how come I'm, a lot of people don't want to come on my show, and um, I'm not trying to debate with people, but I'm just letting them know, hey, that, that's the facts. But again, far as I'm concerned, this is spiritual warfare at its best. The devil don't want me to get this organization up and running in the inner cities. Racist people don't want me to um, be successful in this uh, Christian business. And Unfortunately, some black people within our own racial group don't want me to be successful in getting this organization up and running. And I'm gonna go a step further. I have family members. That's not supportive at all, but it's okay. I know what my calling is. I know that this is bigger than myself, but I, um, I take this on a personal level. This is not business as usual. Um, this is like a quote unquote, uh, a thorn in my flesh. So now, um, when I talk about the grassroots community activist movement, I'm gonna have to let people know that, hey, black America pushed me um, up against a wall rejected my vision and uh, plans to help improve the, our inner cities here in America for the past 29 years. Yes, I understand a lot of people would be like, hey, I'll leave it alone, you know, forget it. I just live my life. But I'm calling for a bigger purpose. Call to try to help our uh, young people so that they can um, grow up with dignity and in peace. But long as they live here, it is what it is. 
you're going to deal, Black America are going to forever deal with institutionalized racism, treated as a second-class citizen. Again, you know, it's very sad for me to, you know, um, witness the fact that Black America, you know, selected um, Joe Biden to be president based on his record, his anti-Black um, racism. He created the 1994 crime bill that helped um, gave rise to the mass incarceration. And now he's the president and he's writing executive orders for every other group except black people. And I'm the one that's been reaching out to my own racial group, Black America, for the past 29 years and still being stagnant, trying to uh, create a positive film so that way I can be in a better position to do all the things that I've been talking about for the past 29 years and still I'm barely making it. I only made so far $400. But it is what it is. I'm gonna keep on doing what I can while I can. And I wanna use my show to not just um, try to uh, promote my uh, film, but give people an opportunity to um, preach um, the gospel of Jesus Christ and for black business owners to come here and promote their products and services. But my, if it was up to me, organization would have been up and running years ago. We would have been um, in at least five African nations right now. But um, it is what it is. So again, I'm grateful for this opportunity. I won't cower it down, um, but I wanna make sure that my story is told and I want to make sure that um, Black America understand that you do have a choice. It's not about just stand here and fight. Fight for what? being a, treated as a second and third class citizen. We've been marching and protesting for the past 53 years for um, freedom, peace, and equality. And, you know, the financial elites, you know, they still haven't budged. So we have a beautiful continent and yet, it's on the verge of being um, recolonized by the Chinese. So if we lose the continent, we lose everything. So Black America, wake up. The grassroots community activist movement is here. Although um, it's wait, right now it's only behind a computer, it's just my ideas. Um, at this point, I am the business, I am the grassroots community activist movement. And the goal is for my members, for us to put our minds together, get this thing popping for it to become a reality. The Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago.
That's what we want to push for. That's my whole purpose. Reclaim my ancestral homeland, Africa, and fight for um, making the uh, conditions in Africa um, livable and pleasant for our brothers and sisters that lives in the African slums. I'm going there not to um, quote unquote preach, but to teach people um, different skills, provide um, hospitals and community grocery stores. We're gonna um, just um, make Africa a great continent like it was back in the golden era. You don't have to be a, technically, you don't have to be a Christian to be part of the grassroots community activist movement, but all I'm saying is just as long as you're, you're respectful and as long as you're not trying to um, disrespect um, my beliefs, I'm fine with you. Non-Black sympathizers, they're welcome to be a part of us in time. Right now, it's about us getting our house in order first. And that's real. Then we can invite guests over, but we got to get our house in order. Um, that colonized mindset, we're going to declare war on that once we come to the continent. And um, other things that we're going to do, but I'm not going to share that stuff that's only towards me and my members. But we're law-abiding citizens, and we're going to keep it